Hello, coffee lovers. 1900 Friday night. That means it's time for God Country Coffee. And uh, for those of you crayon eaters out there, I have one of your own tonight, a uh, United States Marine Corps. I don't even bother trying to figure out if I'm supposed to call y'all veterans or or I know I don't use the word former with Marine Corps because I, I, I get beat up about that a lot. But uh, before we get started with our show tonight, we have a great guest. Um, I just want a couple of things that we've got going on. Uh, we do have all the flavors now uh, available on the website. Uh, we've got the pumpkin spice, um, the uh, caramel macchiato, uh, maple nut, and uh, I think there's another one. I can't remember which one it was. I forget now. Anyway, uh, those are all online. You can use the bag. You can order directly from the website now, uh, and then also. We are. We were announced this week that we're we're the coffee supplier for the Patriot-owned businesses group. Uh, the, you can go to look them up, PatriotOwnedBusinesses.net. Uh, if you're looking to spend your money, Amer you know, buy American and support veterans and patriots, uh, like-minded individuals who run businesses. Uh, and and today, to me, that that's just so much more important. Uh, as I always do every Friday, I thank God for just all the unending blessings. Uh, we've been praying for some accounts, and we probably got three times the amount of business that I that I was expecting. Uh, all a blessing. I had nothing to do with it. God just keeps pouring it down. Of course, our coffee is pretty good. So uh, hit the website and uh, use code D1. I'll put that in the in the uh, comments. Uh, it's just capital D dash one. And that's good for 10% uh, off of any single purchase or 20% off subscriptions, monthly subscriptions. Um, and that also counts for the uh, pumpkin spice, although that right now is seasonal, uh, depending on on how it goes this year, uh, the next, the last quarter of the year, uh, we, we might just keep some of the, the flavors on hand all the time. We also have a brand new espresso blend. So if you're the kind of person who likes to pull a shot at home, uh, we have a coffee that is a Robusta, which is twice the amount of caffeine uh, as as Arabica coffee. Uh, and we are doing that till literally the oil pours out of the beans. It's a perfect espresso uh, coffee. And uh, and so all that stuff is on the website now. You can also get Patriot-owned business, Patriot Roast, and Constitution Roast uh, on our website. Uh, and those are uh, obviously there. You'll, you'll, you'll see them on the site. There are different bags and everything. Uh, that's their coffee, and we're just going to sell it for them. So uh, that's all the administrative stuff. Remember to pray for the 13 families who lost uh, service members in Afghanistan. Uh, I, I'm not even going to get into that, but uh, just pray for those families. They definitely need it. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on my guest. Good evening, Charles. How are you? I'm well, sir, and you? I'm doing fantastic. Before I forget and before I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and load your banner here so that it starts putting your website up. And, uh, and so you have a, a pretty unique, I put, a, a, took some stuff off your website about your background. Uh, but we'll get into that shortly. Uh, or we can get into it right now. Actually, what I'm gonna do is have you introduce yourself, however you want to do that. And then, uh, and then we'll talk about, uh, where you grew up. And what led you to join the service? Well, you know, I'm Charles Reed. I'm um, owner and founder and president of Get Payroll. We produce uh, 
we, we do payroll for small and medium-sized businesses around the country and payroll-related services. Uh, our expertise is compliance. Uh, I'm a CPA, a U.S. tax court practitioner, and uh, we keep you out of trouble with the IRS states. So that's what we do. But uh, I'm, I'm a Midwestern boy. I grew up in Iowa. Um, I was a great place to be from. When I got out of high school, I wasn't ready for college. I'd graduated at 16. I was working. And at 17, I did the United States Marine Corps. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. My father was Navy. Uh, grandfather was Army. Uh, we, we go back. We've been citizen soldiers for uh, over 200 years. Uh, go back to the Revolutionary War. And we all serve. It's just what we do. So... Uh, Help. Uh, I have three sisters. Two of them served in the military. The third one used to fly Mac flights in and out of uh, 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 or uh, Pan American years ago. So we've all we all we all all did our part. Uh, I, I was uh, did my basic at San Diego ITR at Pendleton. Spent some time at Pendleton. Was transferred to Okinawa. I uh, was trained as a computer programmer and systems engineer by IBM. Got oh, trained wow. in Vietnam on my fourth request. Uh, I couldn't be over there and not go. So I went there and I'm, I'm being, I didn't want to be in the computer area there. So I got transferred to the local infantry company that was doing interdiction and ambushes and so on around Red Beach, north of Da Nang, about 30 miles. So I spent uh, six months in uh, limited combat in Vietnam in 1969. Came back, was stationed in Kansas City, met and married my wife, uh, my wife Ruth. Ruth had five children when I married her. I claim insanity, but <laughs> we were married for 45 years until she passed here about six years ago. So it was a good marriage. Not perfect, but good. <laughs> wow. So, wow. So two things. First off, I went to boot camp in San Diego too, and our company commanders, when we were when we were not doing what we were supposed to, used to march us up to the fence to go watch the Marines having boot camp, so that we knew how good we had it. <laughs> but um, oh, we thought about your pussies on the other side of the inlet as we'd run down the inlet and run back. Yeah, you're out there playing boots. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> holy mackerel. So your wife had five children when you married her. Yep. Wow. Did, so did y'all have more children on your own or was that enough? <laughs> no, we, we, we chose not to. When I got to the point where we could afford to, I was out of college and so on. The baby was 13 and now we didn't want to start over at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty awesome because a lot of guys would have completely shot away from that, you know? So uh, I think that's pretty awesome. It's pretty admirable uh, that you would take that family and raise it. As, well, as, I, as I say, it's uh, I claim insanity. <laughs> <laughs> so um, after the service, uh, did you know exactly what you were going to do the day you got out? Or did you have trouble transitioning? Had zero idea. Uh, didn't know what to do. Um, found that my uh, ex computer expertise was not 
thought of as valuable by the community because it was military. There was one company I interviewed with that was moving from 1401 Auto 360 Cobalt. It was an insurance company. I had just been working on that, just been working on that to rewrite the Joint Unified Military Pay System. But they thought since it was military, it didn't apply to the business world. It's the only time I ever told a recruiter he was an idiot. Uh, a few years later, the company went bankrupt, and I know why, because they recruited the wrong people because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. But uh, so not knowing what to do, uh, not being accepted for my skills and my edge and, and my knowledge, uh, I went decided I'd go get the credentials to go with it. So I went to University of North Texas in Denton, just north of Dallas, got my in my MBA in literally two and a half years. I was motivated, sat for and passed my CPA exam while still in graduate school and went to work for Texas Instruments. And wow. So that was the trend. That was the transition. The reason I really made it with my wife. Um, she loved me. I loved her. Uh, I seriously considered doing a mercenary stint because combat Marine and a computer expert, I was in high demand. Money was good. Uh, I told Ruth I was thinking of that, and she said, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> probably saved my life. I'd, I'd have probably been dead in some ditch in Africa otherwise. So yeah. <laughs> I owe the rest of my life to my wife. <laughs> and she made sure I remembered that on basis. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, you have a really unique transition because um, when I transitioned, I didn't know that I was having trouble. Uh, when I married my second wife, my current wife, uh, she she was like, you know, every two years I would move to another job. And she's like, why don't you just stay still? You know, why can't you just stay at one job? You know, that the job you have now is a good job. And and uh, and so I bounced and bounced and bounced. But it was because I was looking for that, um, you know, that cog that they took out and kept uh, when you left the military that made you incomplete in the civilian world because you didn't know how to function properly. Yep. And, uh, uh, but you know, eventually I found a job. Uh, that, what's that? No, I, I understand fully. I, for 15 years, I, I bounced, I did lots of jobs, different kind of and large turnarounds, other things till I started my own business. Ruth and I started the business 30 years ago. That was the rock I tied my, my life to. Uh, you have to as an entrepreneur, as you well know. <laughs> yeah. There is no work-life yeah. balance when you're an entrepreneur. It's work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely so, right. At least in the beginning. So, I'm, But, I, I mean, it sounds like, I, I like you went out and... any better than you did. I, I don't know. I beg to differ. I mean, seeing the issue and then make taking the action that you did to go to get your, you know, the accreditations from the civilian sector that that they wanted, you know, uh, to make the, the knowledge and the experience that you already had viable in the civilian sector. Uh, you know, I don't know that a lot of us would have, uh, you know, I didn't put that together for 10 or 15 years. I didn't put that together, uh, you know, to just convert. And, um, so that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, you saw the right on the wall, you took action and then, you know, it gave you some, some, uh, some, some place to plant your feet and push forward. 
Absolutely. So uh, you started this business 30 years ago uh, and uh, talk to us about your business and how you started it and, and what you're doing. Well, Ruth, Ruth and I started it together. Uh, I was working for Financial Express, the COO. The board was after the, the original store. So I bought it. It was a mobile accounting service sideline. And we started growing it. Um, a lot of customers, word of mouth. Um, it took a few years to get to the point where we were making a nice living out, out of it. Um, hired some people over time, continued to grow it. Um, about 20 years ago, we built our own uh, and moved into it. It's paid for now. Um, and just continue to grow. Uh, Ruth's passed. She passed about six years ago. I finally realized I can't market, so I marketing people about three years ago, and the growth accelerated. So it's a, it's a good life. I enjoy it. We deal with the IRS all the time, which is fun game when it's not your uh when, when it's your money, you can get really upset. I've been known to do that myself. But uh, <laughs> we keep people up with the IRS, and that's fun. IRS makes millions of mistakes. Uh, fiscal 19, they issued $13 billion of employment tax penalties. Over half were abated by people like me who knew they were errors and knew how to get them arrested. So that's what we do, and that's that's kind of fun. That's that's crazy that, uh, I mean, unless you work in the field, you wouldn't know how many errors these people are doing. I mean, I, I've always, I don't trust the IRS, no. but, you know. <laughs> but it's a, you know, the general public has no clue uh, that there's that much, you know, error, I guess you could call it. The IRS is 100,000 people all civil servants, okay? Which means they don't have the drive necessarily we in the for-profit industries do. They're very insular. Uh, they work among themselves. Some of the technology goes back to the 1960s. The systems don't talk to each other. Um, the new things don't talk to the old things. The old things don't talk to each other. It, uh, lash up of all kinds of, of systems. And so there's problems. Um, you know, you've got a tax code that is incredibly large, very confusing, uh, a lot of ways to be interpreted. It's written by people in Congress who don't have the knowledge or the expertise to write it. And then they insist that the press enforce it based on whatever they were thinking and didn't write down. And sometimes, for instance, that when they did the PPP last year, uh, Congress had intended for it to be non-taxable. They didn't write it that way. And when the IRS got it, said, well, okay, if well, that's fine, but since you're using tax-free money to pay expenses, those expenses aren't deductible. Therefore, for all practical purposes, it's taxable. Uh, Congress had to go back times to amend the law out of it because they wrote it badly to start with. And they do that all the time because that's what they sell for campaign contributions is tax breaks, and they're written poorly. 
and the IRS interprets them in concert with everything else. And then you have a few hundred thousand people like me who try to find ways around it. <laughs> and we do. So it's, it's, it's a nightmare. I, you know, I'm glad there's people like you doing that because the average business owner like myself, uh, I have a tax guy that's done my taxes since I was 16 years old. Uh, and he, he's, he's been really good about helping me along and guiding me making sure that I avoid some of the pitfalls. But by the same token, like I avoided the PPP because uh, I didn't know enough about it. Uh, and then had I done it and not been able to write off my expenses that I used the money for, uh, I probably I probably would have been hurting uh, last year, you know, when uh, I paid they, my taxes. They changed that so it became truly tax deductible. And you know, I don't know your 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 tax guy, but somebody you should have an advisor that could have helped you with that because it was free money, and uh, millions of businesses took advantage of it. Uh, and yeah. the government, the government says here's free money. I mean, you know, we we paid the taxes to get it there. We might as well get some of it back. So yeah, yeah, it goes on. Yeah, goes I was on. definitely, I was definitely not ready. Uh, you know, to make those, I was still trying to just barely build my my, uh, the roasting side of my business, but, um, you know, I never did ask about that. I know lots of people did. And if they do that thing again, I'll be all over it. You know, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what this, where this direction of these, of, of, of our current situations going, but it doesn't look great for small business people, you know? Well, I, I, I view it as a scheme and we're going down in a hurry. Um, I just hope there's no rocks at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I try, I try to totally avoid that subject at the office <laughs> as I can just because um, it's disheartening and it's, and you know, it's, you know, I, I pick on my some of my close friends who, who we don't talk about politics on, online, but I might text some of them and be like, hey, you know, you've been so quiet since January. Why? You know, you were over there stabbing me in the chest like every three days uh, before the election. And now you're just like crickets, man. What's going on? You know, um, but, you know, that's just uh, that's just the nature of uh I think historically, if you look at our country, we've, we we do the pendulum swing, you know, we swing all Absolutely. the way to one side and then, and then it goes back to the other. And Hey, guess what? For the last 200 and some odd years, uh, we're still here. We have the longest running constitution uh, that hasn't been significantly changed since it was written, um, you know, save a few amendments, uh, some that needed to be changed, some of them that, that shouldn't have been, uh, amended, but, but for the most part, you know, the average constitution of a country lasts about 17 years. And so yeah. we're, I think we're doing pretty good, you know, overall, I mean, I, I'm, you know, business wise, and I know that you and I line up, uh, on our, on our beliefs, but, but, uh, that's another, that's another podcast for another day. Um, so, so let's talk about how you specifically help companies. Do you actually do a company comes to you, small business, uh, maybe they're growing and, and how do they get started with you and how do you, how do you work with them? Well, all they have to do is give me a call. Uh, we'll talk to them. We do payroll. 
uh, and payroll related services. So if they're a corporation or an LLC that files as a corporation, they're already an employee. If they're not, when they hire their first employee, they pay them and they need to do it properly. A lot of small businesses say, oh, we're just going to pay them under the table or we're going to pay them as 1099ers, independent contractors, and that's okay. No, it's not okay. There's a whole body of law about employees and workers and what they are and how you have to pay them and whether they're subject to overtime or not, whether they're independent contractors or not. Uh, and it, it changes whether they're, there's statutory employees, there's statutory non-employees, there's family employees, your children, your parents, uh, interns. Uh, in, in, uh, if you're religious, if you have a church, that's a whole different ball game. All these things, there's, there's millions of rules. My, my most recent book is the payroll book. Let's get it up there. Uh, a Guide for Small Businesses and Startups. And it's basically 30 years of wisdom distilled down to 95,000 words. Uh, and so, what, you know, we're giving it away. If, if any of your listeners would like a copy, if they'll go to the payrollbook.com and put in the discount code podcast, I'll send them a free book. Uh, no shipping, no handling. We'll send them a free book at our expense. Uh, and if they read it and they realize that they still don't want to do payroll themselves because it's too complicated, my phone number's in the book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we, we keep them out of trouble. Uh, we're compliance experts. You know, all, all the all the major payroll companies do a reasonably good job of producing checks or direct deposits. Our unique selling proposition is compliance. I'm a CPA a U.S. tax court practitioner. I spent three years on the IRS Advisory Council. We keep our clients out of trouble. We guarantee that they won't have penalties or interest uh, from payroll-related things. The IRS makes millions of mistakes, and if you don't know how to fix them, you're in trouble. Okay, you're a coffee roaster, but whether you're a chef, a lawyer, a doctor, a dog groomer, an Indian chief, I had a prophet once. Uh, you're kind of like, when I grew up, Pele, was the world's best soccer player, maybe the best soccer player of all time. Great athlete. But if you put him in a New York Yankees uniform at second base, he would be lost. Doesn't know the equipment, doesn't know the plays, doesn't know what to do, doesn't know the field. He's still a great athlete. So if I take you and say, here, you handle the IRS or any successful business person, it's a whole different ball game that you don't know. It's my ballpark. It's my ball game. I know it. I study it every day. I get emails from the IRS several times a week with changes. Uh, I read the trades. I'm educated in it. I study it. I live it. I live it. Believe me. <laughs> I, you know, I drink coffee, but I couldn't roast. You know, if you want me to roast flavored coffee, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Uh, I don't do, uh, groom dogs. I don't make my own clothes. I don't build my own car. I don't even mow my own lawn anymore. I, I'd rather do a tax return and pay somebody to mow it. So I outsource <laughs> things. And, and outsourcing payroll for the little bit that gets charged for it is just, it's silly not to. But you need to outsource it to somebody who can protect you. And you're 40% of small businesses get penalized every year, and it averages $800. So if you weren't penalized last year or this year, you're due next year. It's just that simple. 
the, the errors are egregious and everywhere. So that is a that's good information to know because I I have not been uh, the the my tax guy also he used to work for the IRS he was an auditor I guess at some point uh, and he's kind of the same way this guy spends his entire off season uh, studying the four billion new rules that they inject every year. Yep. You know, but that's how you stay on top of your game. And, uh, and let's, so you said that this is your most recent book. How many books have you written on payroll? I've written four books on business. This is my fourth one and my biggest one. Uh, it was published by Wiley last year. Uh, this one, we went with a traditional publisher, which I'm pleased it's given me a much better book. If I did it myself, because they provided editors and copywriters and designers uh, and uh, indexers. And, you know, one of those things, we tend to think we know a lot uh, until we find out we don't know diddly. And (laughs) I didn't know near as much about publishing as I thought I knew. Well, that's and so. What were the three? The, this book is called. It's it's scrolling across the bottom. The payroll book. Uh, what were the three previous books? Were they all similar content? Well, the first one was uh, um, a practical guide to the accounting, financial, uh, payroll, and tax aspects of starting a new business. It's relatively obsolete. That was probably twenty years ago. Uh, I did another one. Uh, that was to be start of a series, um, the short course on, on employees. That's all now incorporated in the payroll book. The last one before this was the little black book of the beauty business. It was the back office work of the industry. Uh, we didn't teach them how to do facials or hair or nails, but we taught them how to hire people, fire people, pay them, uh, write contracts, enforce them, uh, the HR aspects and this kind of thing. So it was a it was a specific for the uh, spa industry. My marketing manager was an esthetician at the time, so she was familiar with the market. But this one is is a general payroll book. Uh, it goes through all the laws and, and the regulations, uh, how to avoid penalties, how to abate penalties, how to actually do payroll and calculate it. And then the, the ancillary things, uh, PEOs, workbooks, uh, dealing with aliens, both legal and illegal, uh, PEOs and other things. So it's we made it as complete as we could. I've got several pages of notes on things to add for the next edition, but it's a pretty good book. The only the only comparable thing is from the American Payroll Association, and it's six hundred dollars. This is twenty nine bucks on Amazon. Wow! Or free so, for your listeners. Yeah. So let me ask you because I'm interested now. You've got my you've got my interest peaked. Um, because I'm a sole proprietor and I, I, I mean, up to the now, I haven't taken a check yet. Um, but am I considered my own employee? No, as a sole, as a sole proprietor, you're never an employee. Uh, all your income and expenses will go through your schedule C and net income of that will then go to your 1040 and you'll pay self-employment tax on that net income. Okay. Gotcha. You don't make deposits. You don't file 941. You don't have to do W-2s. But the moment you hire somebody to clean up uh, in the shed there or in the roasting area or haul the beans around for you, you got an employee and you, you got to pay them and pay them correctly. 
and file all the taxes and pay your share of his taxes and everything else. It's it's a nightmare. And you also then have to report him as a new hire because in a lot of states, uh, new hires, well, you have to report all new hires. And if he's got a child support order out someplace, you'll get that and we'll have to deduct the child support and send it to us. Uh, the custodial parent is what they call him now. I call him the ex-wife, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that anymore because it's not accurate. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I guess our 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 secretary of transportation is a new parent, but I don't know which one of the pair is the birthing parent. So, you know, I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. It's too confusing to try to figure out. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, uh, so that's pretty interesting because, uh, you could literally work with somebody as small as one person like me. And, Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and you need to talk to your tax guy. Because you're paying more taxes than you have to being a sole proprietor. You would be better off tax-wise incorporating and filing as an S-corporation. Uh, oh, wow. And it, it, it may not be right now, but the moment you start making any kind of income, I, I put the limited at $10,000 of money you can take out of the business. Uh, you seriously need to look at incorporating and being an S-corp for tax savings. Boom. Wow. Talk to your there tax you guy. You're he'll, he'll explain. It's, it's in the book as well, but, yeah. uh, you know, so get yourself a book. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's going the first to. Chapters, the first chapter is entity selection and why each entity uh, is different for payroll purposes. Yeah, it's definitely something that I'm going to invest in because, you know, one of the things that I have learned about self-employment um, is I've done this three times. This is actually my fourth business. So I did a welding business three times. And the first time I didn't know anything about welding and I didn't know anything about business. And I fell flat on my face within months. And then uh, the second time I knew a little bit about welding, still didn't know anything about business. Same result. The third time I went out and, you know, try to educate myself a little bit about business. And then 9-11 hit. And all the contracts that I had legally binding contracts were all voided because literally overnight they passed the Patriot Act. And all of a sudden, you know, I had to have $2 million of umbrella insurance and I had to have a million dollar auto insurance and I had to have a bank that was certified by, you know, whoever to say that they weren't, you know, sending money off overseas or whatever. And fortunately my bank was already compliant. So they, they got that accreditation really fast, but I didn't have the other stuff in place. And so uh, I hit the wall, not, and the, you know, I was probably would have hit the wall anyway, because I didn't, I still didn't know how to take care of my money. And I had probably three guys working for me and I know I was paying them doing what you, what you said not to do. I was paying them as contract labor, 1099s and, uh, and, you know, not doing it right. And, uh, and I guess in, in a way, the, the business hitting the wall was kind of a blessing in disguise because I could have got myself into some real trouble financially. Um, yep. It can happen. You know? the, the penalties and the interest can be devastating to a business uh, if you get audited or you basically, if somebody goes down and files for unemployment and they say, well, you're, you, we don't have any record of you. Uh, the auditor is going to come out within the next two weeks and audit all your books. Yeah. 
And, and I'm still cheating. I, I use QuickBooks Pro now and I download all my transactions from my website into that. And then my tax guy splits it up into the categories that I need and everything is there. And then if he needs additional stuff, I, you know, he, he sends me something, but I love the fact that you've got a book that answers all these questions. Cause a lot of veterans are not going to go ask people questions, right? Cause we want to do it on our own. And so we're hard headed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, some of us more than others. And, and I mean, I'm talking about myself. I, you know, I have a hard time uh, asking for help. And then when I do, it's usually at the 11th hour, you know? And so, um, I think it's great that you have a product, uh, that a lot, and I'm, you know, I started this show because I have, I belong to a group of 15,000 veteran entrepreneurs, uh, on, on Facebook called the Vetpreneur tribe. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that or if you're a member, but, uh, if you're not, you know, certainly, uh, request to join that because there's a lot of startups. There's a lot of people that are doing startups and some of them, are just by nature of their business are going to start off with, you know, one or two employees. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's always, and I know this sounds terrible, but I really look to my veteran community before I look to my civilian community. And of course, you There's know, a level it, of trust there that, that we have yeah. with, with other veterans that we don't have with civilians. We know that we all have been willing to put ourselves between our loved ones and war's desolation. We have been willing to give that, that full measure of devotion. Uh, so we have some shared things. We've all been through training. We've all been through basic. We've all been through the crap. <laughs> so we, we have a shared community that we don't share with just Tom, Dick, and Harry off the street. They haven't seen what we've seen. They haven't seen the elephant. Okay. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. My dad used to say that all the time, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Uh, yep. So my dad. <laughs> but, you know, the, um, so what other kinds of things are you doing? I mean, you obviously have, you got a website set up. It's getpayroll.com and you've got your book. And how else do you advertise or do you, is, I mean, is your, are you to a point where, they're beating down your doors and you don't have to worry about it too much. I wish. No, we're, we're, <laughs> we're doing a lot. We're doing a lot of uh, interviews on podcasts like this to get more and get ourselves out more to the public. Uh, we're giving out books. Uh, we do blogs. We do video blogs. Uh, we do some fun ones. We've got a Halloween one. If you go to our YouTube channel, uh, you can see our newest Halloween one. It's a takeoff on the ring. It's a movie. I, you know, the girl crawls out of the TV and so on. It's fun. <laughs> uh, but we do about four educational ones for every fun one we do. We did a uh, uh, Godfather parody earlier this year. So we're having fun with that. Michael's my videographer. He's the one that's all this up and, and does these things and writes the scripts and so on. Uh, the, for the technical ones, I write the script because I'm, I'm the CPA. So we do a right. lot of that. Uh, a lot of email marketing. We're on YouTube. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. Uh, I don't do social media personally, but the company does. And uh, so we're we're picking up clients on a regular basis. Uh, you know, usually every week. And we're looking for uh, at the moment to pick up a lot of clients for the first of the year because that's the time. If you want to change doing payroll, 
first payroll in January is the time to do it. It's easier for you. It's easier for us. It's quick, simple. Uh, you can get maximum discounts and free months and this kind of stuff. And we start out fresh and it's easy and it's quick. And if you're not happy or you think you're paying too much, uh, give us a call. Uh, you know, we'll talk to you. Uh, if we're a fit, great. If we're not, well, it's just a phone call. No big deal. So if you have the least bit of thought that you uh, aren't happy, you're not getting the services you need or want, or you're paying too much, give us a holler. So uh, I'm going to put this because I know that there's a weird anomaly with StreamYard that it only sends my comments to YouTube. It won't send them to the Facebook where people are actually watching right now. And I just realized I missed uh, uh, some information here. People are asking, uh, the, I have a, but they go to the website, thepayrollbook.com and put in podcast as the code. Yep. As the discount code, put in podcast and we'll okay. send them a free book. Okay. I'm going to put that in here. Uh, and if you want to address this question, he said, what, what, what advice do you have for nonprofit organizations? Well, we, uh, payroll is for nonprofit is very, very similar with the exception of religious organizations as for for-profit. Uh, there's a few things to dealing with unemployment that can change depending on the state and so on and, and the federal unemployment. But uh, if you're an employer, even if you're a nonprofit, if you're a church that's hiring a clerk or a, a janitor, uh, if you're... We have several large ones. Uh, AIDS Arms here in Dallas is a client of ours. We have a number of churches, and uh, we have a, uh, the Chabad out in Plano is a client. So we do a lot of nonprofits, and you're still subject to almost all the same laws as a for-profit. So if you're not happy with payroll, uh, how you're doing it now, give us a call. We'll talk to you. Awesome. I'm just I'm making a post here. Uh, on the podcast. I, I don't know why. I, as soon as I put it, it'll pop up over here. But when I put it in, for whatever reason, it goes straight to to YouTube land. Uh, but I just wanted to, I want to put this down so people know they can get a free copy of your book. Uh, and uh, there you go. All right. Sure enough, it popped up on the thing here. I don't understand it, but it, it's tech, and tech is not my my strong suit. My strong suit is roasting coffee. <laughs> so, there you go. I try to stay with that, um, but that's awesome. Uh, I know I have, uh, my friend Brian. I don't know why I'm not getting comments tonight, but um, he uh, he's got a nonprofit in Illinois, uh, or actually, it's in Kentucky. I think the actual location and. Uh, great incredible cause that he's that he's um you know he's trying to put together and so uh, i hope this is helpful brian i hope you're seeing that um, well see i I've, I've been a board member of the veterans coalition north central texas for the last few years we do their payroll uh we do the rotary club's payroll we do a lot of nonprofits because there's a lot of them and uh, we give them a good price uh you know because they do good work so right. Have him give me a call if he's the least bit interested in, in looking at changing how he does payroll. More than happy to. There you go, Brian. So, um, uh, well, that's awesome. So, outside of your uh, your work, do you still do stuff? I, I've you know, being a Vietnam veteran, uh, I'm I'm assuming that you're probably active in your local, uh, 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 not DAV, but your local. Uh, I'm, I'm a member of the VFW and the American Legion. Yeah. Uh, 
and, okay. and again, uh, I'm with I'm with the Veterans Coalition North Central Texas. Uh, we do a lot of things uh, educational and and uh, health wise for for veterans in the area. We're trying to uh, try to match them up with the with all the the various organizations that exist out there. We're kind of the the gap filler. So that's what we do there. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm involved in that. I I play a lot of poker. Um, I don't, you know, my my staff asks me if I'm going to retire, and I say, one of these days you're going to come in and find me dead at my desk. I've retired. <laughs> uh, you know, with with Ruth gone, what am I going to do? Sit at home by myself? Uh, it's that, yeah. you know, no, no thanks. So I come into work uh, every day. I enjoy that. I enjoy my staff. I enjoy the work. I enjoy fighting with the IRS. I enjoy going to tax court. We have yet to lose a tax court case. I'll lose one some point. I, I have no doubt about that. But at the moment, I have a perfect record, which is fun. Um, that's nice to win them all. And uh, so life is good. Uh, I wish Ruth was still alive. Uh, I probably yeah. wouldn't be in here. We'd probably be traveling or something. But, um, you know, I, I, I can't change that. So I, I do my best and have fun and try to be a good person and, and, and work hard and take care of my clients and my staff. That's what makes it important. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand uh, the thrill that you get out of fighting the IRS. You know, I, I, uh, I have this thing with my local uh, taxing agent for property tax. Every year they try to raise my property tax and every year I do my homework <laughs> And, uh, and I actually request, uh, I, I go through all the, 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 I'm denying their, their increase. I go through all of those and then I submit my application to, uh, to, um, contest my taxes. And then when they make an offer, you know, they automatically they'll cut it down. Like magically they were able to cut down 20 grand Absolutely. and, and they send me something and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not enough. And so uh, this year with a scheduling conflict, I was going to have to miss my my actual show up in person date. And and the lady was kind enough to tell me, she's like, well, you know, you're allowed to want to reschedule. I'm like, no, I, I thought I wasn't. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're allowed. Oh, well, then reschedule it because I want to go down there. And, and uh, I enjoy that. I, I don't know if it's just the old military in us that wants to fight with somebody, but... <laughs> I, I, I think it goes back to some of this military and, you know, we, we obviously were trained to, for a good fight and at least in this one, they don't shoot back. So yeah. it's, it's a safer fight than what I'm used to. It, that's why I like poker. Poker is about as close as you can get to combat without weapons. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you're like in the shady part of town, then I don't know. But, you know, I guess as long as you stay uh, yeah, well, in, that, in the shady part of town, I go armed. So <laughs> <laughs> we, we we now have constitutional carry here in Texas. So, uh, yes, we do. I carry, I carry yes, a little 380 in the pocket. So, yeah, I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, Texas uh, has always been um, on the forefront of, of some important issues. And I I. People have a problem with that, you know, and, and I have a problem. I don't have a problem with it. I've never open carried. Okay. I've, I've had my license, uh, since I was in the, uh, we were, my wife and I both were in the state guard and part of the benefits for state guard is that you get to have your concealed carry done for free. And then at that time it was still a concealed carry license. You know, now it's right. a carry license because, because you can carry if you want to, 
But now, even with the new constitutional carry, you don't even need a license. Nope. Um, but it, I know that it helps me when I go to the, and it's not that much to renew for another five years, but uh, when I go buy a new gun, the guy looks at my license, he makes a quick phone call, and I'm out the door with my exactly. weapon. You know, it, versus it, it cuts down on the, on the checking on that. And I, I'm, I'm, I have a disability from, from a veteran's disability, uh, you know. Uh, so my renewal for my concealed carry permit, which even though it's constitutional carry, concealed carry permit gives you a few more privileges. Right. And so it's, it's five dollars for five years. So, you know, nice. I just keep renewing it. <laughs> You know, it does make a difference because I was I was pulled over for speeding recently in the we go to church in Marion. Uh and Marion's a little a little tiny town. There's like two policemen. Uh but man, they they monitor that main drag coming in and out of town like like you know, hawks, man, over prey. They they, so, they, they they fill the budget for the town, you know that. They do. <laughs> so the, the speed limit's 35. And when I when I saw the lights flash and I looked down at my speedometer, <clears throat> I was almost doing seventy. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I'm I'm totally hosed, you know. And so I, I pulled over, and uh, and the guys comes up to my window, and uh, he says, uh, Mr. Allen, uh, he said, Sir, do you can I see your license and registration? I said, Yes, sir. I said, Officer, I said I have a concealed carry license. I have my my everyday carry. On my hip, I have to go past my carry to get my wallet. Uh, and he's like, okay, go ahead. You know, but I just wanted to know that I was going past my gun to get my wallet. So I got my wallet and I gave it to him. And uh, listen, we've talked to lots of people that go to church. Lots of people that were doing like five miles over, 10 miles over, they got tickets. And this guy came back and the first thing out of his mouth was, he goes, I appreciate you telling me. Uh, that you had your license and that you had your carry on you. And uh, he says, and then he went to proceed to educate me that the speed limit is 35 from the Valero to where I was at. <laughs> and because it's always been 35 and, but he let us go on a warning uh, he didn't even write me a, a warning ticket. He just let us go. And so, you know, I do believe that there's some, you know, people try to make cops out to be the bad guys, but they're really not. They're not. They're they're enforcing the law, and uh, you know if you don't like the law, uh, vote and, and run for office and change it. But uh, uh, you know there's a lot of veterans in law enforcement, and yeah. uh, you know they have a little community with us, and I think we probably get a break from veteran uh, veterans that are law enforcement officers that civilians may not get. I mean I've got yeah. I've got uh, disabled plates on the car, so they know. And I always, when I'm, when I get stopped, not very often, but I pull out my my license and my concealed carry permit and hand them both to them, and and say that I'm carrying. So there's never any doubt about that. My my hands are up on the wheel when I do that, but you know, <laughs> right? Get <laughs> in two with the keys in my hand, and yep. uh, you know, I, I uh, but you know, those are things that our generation, my generation, your generation, uh, you know, knew to do that. I think a lot of this generation out there today, they just, you know, they're offended because the cop pulled them over because they were speeding. Uh, you know, they're, they're, if if a cop stops you, just do what you're told. When you get to court, you can argue all you want. You can call the cop a no good SOB in court. 
Okay. You can protest to the judge all you want. Okay. Don't do it there on the street. The yeah. cops have a hard enough job without you giving them grief and they may be in the wrong. Absolutely. It happens. They may have screwed up. They may have pulled you over for nothing. They may have pulled over the wrong car. They may have gotten a car on a call on a suspect that looks like your car and looks like you. And it's not. So you're fully innocent. They don't know that. If they think you're a crook, they're going to react like you're a crook. And if you act like one, you're going to get treated like one. So yeah. act like a citizen. Do what you're told. If they say, you know, put your hands on the car, put them behind your back so they can handcuff you. Even if you didn't do anything, just do it. Bitch later. Yeah. I mean, if they're really nasty about it, you'll probably get a good settlement from the city and make it all worthwhile. But you know, <laughs> yeah. don't be stupid, yeah. guys. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. But it goes back to what we were you and I were saying just before we got started. There, There is such a level uh, that, you know, I, I remember things that my dad taught me when I was little because I remember the very first time that I got spanked. And I'm sure I got spanked before then, but the very first time that I recall, remember, <laughs> yeah, in my head, that dad took his belt off and 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 you know did a number on my rear end that I totally deserved. I hit my sister. My sister was bothering me, and I turned around and I punched her in the stomach. And not only did I get slapped, but I got spanked. And then yep. I was explained you know, that that was not okay. And I go, well, what if she hits me? He goes, it's never okay. I don't care if she's beating you with a baseball bat. It yeah, is I got, I got, never. I, I, I got beaten for the exact same thing. My older sister was beating on me, and I finally had enough, and I, I cocked my fist, and I hit her. She went running to dad, and I got my ass beat. And it was the same yeah. thing. It's never yeah. appropriate to hit a woman. I don't care. Yeah. And that's I don't what care I what the situation is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And, and you I, don't, you don't hit a woman. We've just gotten so far away from uh, any kind of personal responsibility, you know, and and a lot, and that some of that, you know, I think that's why you we're starting to see a trend. I I see, you know, veterans something that that which is and I don't, I do to some extent ask people to come on the show, but some people come to the show naturally, just but organically. Somebody will see it or somebody else will see it and say, hey, right. you should check out the show. And so we, we have this organic growth of of of, of uh, guests on our show. And I, what I see commonly right now is you see a lot of veterans from all different eras. And I, I, I see that as different from previous eras where, you know, like my dad didn't really my dad didn't hang out with the Vietnam guys at all, you know, because that wasn't his thing. His younger brother was a Vietnam vet and he, he hung out with people from his own era. And there right. wasn't this, you know, this, I, I would say like a gel almost, but today it doesn't matter if you, you know, just got out of the service last week or if you're, you know, on the back end of world war two, it seems like we all have a common sense that right now is our time to do whatever we're going to do. And yeah, I see it happening. You know, I, I, I we, we've got to stick together. Uh, there's too many things opposing us, opposing what we stand for and opposing what we've done for this country. And if we don't stand together, we're in trouble. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, 
I know a lot of veterans are starting businesses, you know, simply to to leave the workforce. And I think the, yeah. the virus, the COVID thing, all that did for people that were on the fence, like maybe I'll do this, maybe I won't. They're like, I'm going to do this because I don't want to have to work for somebody and wonder if I'm going to get paid or not. Yeah. Or am I working for a business where they're going to have to shut the doors? You know, that was a big thing for us is that, you know, I built a shop on my property. We put, we bought two shipping containers from the port of Houston. Uh, I, I'm an old welder. I thought it was my trade for a while. So I welded them together. We cut the walls out. A bunch of guys from the, from the veterans group came out. We framed it up, uh, did all the electrical air conditioning, everything. And, and so if I run out of work, it's because I am not doing something about it. Exactly. And, and it doesn't matter, you know, if they, I'm not a restaurant, so they're not going to shut me down. Hopefully. Right. Yep. But you never know. So you never the, know. The, you don't, you, you never know. They, they may come in and try to do, there's nothing they can do. I'm a one man show. Uh, I follow all the FDA guidelines and all the state, uh, health department guidelines, you know, that they require for businesses that handle any kind of food. Uh, it's kind of funny. They made me get my tax ID, even though I have an untaxable product. And, uh, you know, it was kind of funny because I told the lady, so wait a minute, let, let me get this right. Coffee's not taxable. She goes, no, it's not. Okay, then why do I need to have a tax, tax number, tax ID number? Uh, tax exempt number, whatever. And she goes, well, you have to have it because the city of Seguin requires it for you to do a live event at one of their events, which I want to do because, you know, I'm the only coffee roaster in the area and it's the big annual pecan fest, which is a huge thing for Seguin. But I didn't know, I, I couldn't understand why, I, why do I have to file a quarterly return for, and now you're going to know how much money I make quarterly, even though it's That's zero. Why. Yeah. Even though it's zero taxable sales, you know, because they, I don't pay, they, they, I, but it's a way for them to keep track of you. Exactly. It's a way for them to keep track of you. You live in a information economy and they want the information and you got to give it to them or else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, it's, it's funny, but, uh, it's like you exchange. You just have to ask yourself, like I worked for the federal government for the last 10 years and I knew by the time I got done that I wanted nothing to do with it anymore. I was tired. I was tired of the, uh, you know, and I, you said, you, you know, you did civil service stuff. You, you know how that goes. Um, you know, it's just not a super environment uh, to excel. And if you're, if you're trying to do something for yourself, um, you know, it was just very difficult. And so I really, you know, know that being self-employed uh, was the right choice for us. But, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciative that you came on the show because you bring in a, a totally other aspect that worries, doesn't worry me. I don't worry about it. Uh, if I get in a situation, I call my tax guy and we talk. Uh, like I said, I've known this guy. He's known me since I was, you know, I don't know nine years old or something like that. And, um, and so the other concern I have with my tax guy is like, how much longer is he going to do this? 
You know, he one one of our one of problem. when I was doing small business accounting and tax work for small businesses, one of our biggest source of clients was people calling and saying, "My CPA just died." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't want to uh, get into that situation, but uh, you know, it's really cool because a lot of my listeners are self-employed. Uh, sure. veterans and uh, a lot of them are uh, are starting nonprofits some of them already have nonprofits and so uh, we're getting closer to the end I just want to I want to recognize the fact that if you're watching uh, and you're just catching the tail end of this uh, Charles Reed has offered a free copy of his book all you have to do is go to his website uh, the payrollbook.com put in the uh, coupon code or the the, the uh, promo code podcast and he'll send you a free copy uh and then the, you know my usual crew that's watching uh you know how we're always asking each other questions and always reaching out well now we have a source for the the, the payroll side of it the financial Absolutely. side and if uh, anybody has a question it. if anybody has a question cjr at get payroll charles j reed cjr at get payroll is my email i love to answer questions feel free there you go, folks. You heard it. And uh, and I, first off, I want to say welcome home. Uh, thank you for your service. Uh, my uncle just passed. They don't really know why. He just uh, sat down and and God called him home. And uh, he was a Vietnam veteran and he suffered for years. He, he did two years in Laos. Uh, and of course, you and I both know anybody who's in the military who's done any tiny little bit of reading about Vietnam knows what Laos was all about. So I can't even imagine uh, what, what he, I do know that his entire life from when I was in high school till my dad died uh, back in 2016, I've never been able to ask him about Vietnam because his, his answer is always the same. Most of what happened in there is not palatable to the general population. Yep. And, and he's, he was right. I know he's right. But uh, I, 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 most of us just tell the funny stories. Yeah. The silly things. We don't, we don't, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the, your service more than most because I know when he came home, they even told him not to go out in uniform. They went out in civilians when civilian clothes and they were still spit on and cussed yep. at and called all kinds of horrible names. And so I, I appreciate your service. Um, my uncle was, uh, him and my dad both were just like superheroes. And so, uh, dad was a, a crypto tech, did counterintelligence in Turkey in the late fifties when they shot down the YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. and he, I wish you could have heard him talk about that Lieutenant, uh, how he didn't do his duty, you know? And I didn't, I didn't think dad was there, but the way he spoke about the situation, about duty, about honor, he was so mad at that guy for not doing his duty, you know, and his, and, and losing honor for our country and, and the, the mess that it created. Yeah. The guy survived and I'm glad that he did I'm, for his family, but you know, from a military standpoint, uh, you know, uh, he didn't follow protocol. And so dad, I, I grew up he with those not. two guys and, and so I definitely appreciate your time. I appreciate what you're doing now. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's probably going to be a phone call here in the near future. Uh, so we can sit down and talk about, about things. Cause we, we are definitely expanding to the point where 
I'm going to have to hire somebody, you know, even if it's a part-time person. Uh, and so I definitely uh, need to be steered in the right direction. So um, thank you for your time. Uh, I'm going to promote your stuff on my site. I'm going to put links to your stuff uh, here in the next a few days and so. Uh, and, and so I'll leave them on there so that people can reach out when they have questions. Uh, and if you're listening to the audio of this, uh, th this goes into the audio part and it goes to Apple iTunes and all that for the for the audio podcast so people can listen on their drive in. Uh, again, you know, reach out to Charles. Uh, you, you can look in the show notes and you'll you'll see all the information. Uh, and I've also we've also said it. It's uh, the payroll dot com. That's his website or get payroll dot com. Um, and so, again, sir, thank you so much for your time. Uh, and I'm really glad that you came on. Uh, it's a definitely adds to uh, value added, you know, to, to, to our listeners. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, hang tight for just a second. I'm going to put you back in the green room in the show and I'll come right back in just one second. You got it. Hey folks. So that's uh, episode 39. Can you believe that? 39. So next week is going to be episode 40 and that's going to be the end of our first season. And we're going to take a little break in between. And then when we start season two, episode one, uh, we're going to come out with some new branding things. Uh, we're going to do, um, uh, supporters. So if you, I'm going to have a package together, if you want to be a sponsor, uh, for the show and get your company on the show, uh, and you'll be on all our social media, uh, we're up to somewhere around 8,000 reach right now with our social media, uh, and our web and our, our uh, Facebook page for the, the coffee and the, and the uh, podcast, uh, and we're across all the platforms. So look us up on everything. We're everywhere. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at third day coffee, Seguin. You can find us on Apple podcast for God country coffee on Google podcast on switcher, all the Spotify. We're on all the different, uh, platforms for podcast for God country coffee. This is episode 39. It's a wrap. Remember folks, treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect till next week. God bless you.